Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everybody listening is well and everybody is safe, in particular in light of the outbreak of the COVID-19 virus. Thomas and Laura will be joining me very, very shortly, but I just wanted to run through the latest news in the Adventure Game Development very briefly first. And unfortunately, we do have to stay with the COVID-19 virus for just a little while, uh, because this has been having an effect on the games industry. Now, first of all, I do need to mention that our main priority at this time should be to protect as many people as possible and to make sure as many people survive this as possible, especially elderly and vulnerable people at this time. So that should be our priority. But it is having an effect on the games industry and particularly economically speaking, it's having an effect. And GameStop has closed all its US stores. They had tried to remain open. The management had instructed employees to say that they were essential retail workers, but they have now closed all their US stores and they are still available digitally. And this COVID-19 virus is also having an effect on games conferences. EGX Rest was supposed to be going ahead this coming weekend. This will now be postponed until July 2020. We'll see if it does take place then. Also, a number of adventure and narrative game developers have been either giving their games away for free or giving discounts on their games. So to give some examples, Stuck in the Attic developers of Gibbous, they have been giving their games away for, their game rather, away for free, in particular to people in countries most affected by this COVID-19 virus, so particular people from Italy. So keep an eye on their Twitter at Stuck in the Attic. Also the developer of uh, Captain Disaster has made his games available for free at the time of recording. The developer of Rainswept also for a time made his game uh, free and sent it to some people and several others as well. So you now in particular is a great time to to follow the developers and also help them out because everyone is going through a tough time right now but thank you to the adventure game developers for just getting together and helping people through this crisis now the gdc which we spoke about a little bit two weeks ago which has also been postponed to july but the gdc choice awards uh, did take place and a few adventure games were big winners so Disco Elysium won Best Narrative, Heaven's Fault won Best Excellence in Narrative, and the developers of Disco Elysium won the Best Newcomer, Mutazione won the Best Sound Audio Design, and the Best Pioneer Award went to Roberta Williams. I'm sure people listening to the podcast may have heard of her, um, but if she made one or two games back in the day, well, congratulations to all of them, including Roberta Williams. It's a shame that it couldn't take place uh, as as originally planned, but 
Uh, congratulations to all the winners there. Great to see that adventure games and adventure game developers are still being recognized in the mainstream. And a few games as well. Just wanted to talk about very briefly. Hero U from the Coles and from Transorder Games. They now have a new update to the game. So this game will now be available in French. And uh, now another game is Chinatown Detective Agency. This game has just been released on Kickstarter on March 26, 2020. This game is set in Singapore and it is inspired by the classic Carmen San Diego games of the 80s and 90s. This is a mystery adventure game that will take you across Singapore and the world in hot pursuit of criminals, witnesses and clues, solve puzzles and uncover leads using real research and investigation and manage your time and money to solve cases from clients both well-intentioned and nefarious. So in this game, you need to unravel a global conspiracy and it features a story with multiple outcomes. And as I just mentioned, it re it includes real world research. So the main story will be in the game, but in order to solve side quests, you will need to Google clues or use any other uh, search engine. You need to check an encyclopedia or scour a map. So it means you're not just playing an investigator, you'll have to become one yourself this is now on kickstarter at the time of recording and it needs thirty-six thousand and fifty euros in order to be funded next uh, some other games e another interesting game that i was made aware of is from trim tangle they're making a game called therefore it is a point and click adventure game set in a fantasy opened world it has some unique mechanics, for example, a mechanic called Essence Forge, which is an item crafting mechanic that involves sound puzzles and Memento Mori, an ability to manipulate time. So you can find more information and a playable demo which is available at www.trimtangle.com forward slash therefore forward slash. And the link will also be in the show notes so people can check it out there. And finally... Another game called Hired Sword 2. This is a new game for Commodore 64. Yes, you heard that right. It's a new game for Commodore 64. It may be 30 years overdue, but uh, everybody loves nostalgia, right? So this game is a cross between Leisure Suit Larry and Ultima. Now it's from Double Sided Games. And it is a top-down RPG, but it is a narrative game as well. So people, I'm sure, who listen to this podcast might be interested in that. It's uh, what's been told is not really safe for work. So although we are working from home, obviously nowadays, so hopefully it's not an issue. But uh, people can uh, check it out. This game will be released on April 3rd, 2020, but you can pre-order the game. And I will include a link to this game as well. So that's the news for now. So now here is Thomas and Laura. So I am joined as always by Thomas Bex and Laura Cress. So hello guys, how is self-isolation treating you? Have you <laughs> have you invented any invisible friends yet? <laughs> Always had him. Always had him. <laughs> yeah. Now, you now it's just <laughs> Yeah. 
Do, do they have names? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say that. I'm not gonna give that very, away. Very personal, Sersha. Well, yeah, sorry. Please. I mean, I mean, I've I've invented an entire family at this point. Oh. Uh, the, O'Bri- the O'Brien family, uh, who live here with me, and they're very dysfunctional, keeps me occupied. And yeah, I believe they're called, was it Guybrush something? <laughs> Guybrush Elaine. O'Brien, Elaine O'Brien. <laughs> and weirdly, LeChuck, which is an odd Yeah, LeChuck, which is uh, not exactly uh, very Irish, but... And, and, the black, and the black sheep, Larry Luffer O'Brien. <laughs> that, he's definitely more Irish than I think Irish or LeChuck or well Elaine sounds Irish but uh, yeah O'Chuck maybe O'Chuck <laughs> yes that's a so LeChuck O'Chuck <laughs> I know well I think so self-isolation is going very well for all of us as, as everyone can tell but yes we are self-isolating as much as possible at home and well, I mean, I was hoping to play a lot of games, but I've actually never been busier because I'm down in my country home. And as I was telling you, Laurie, before we recorded, I, I forgot how much work it was to maintain a country home and <laughs> to, to look after the, um, the chickens, which I mentioned, they escaped their quarantine and I had to get them back in. And so even they were fed up of quarantine, but don't be like my chickens, people. Just stay at home. <laughs> uh, anyway, shall we move on? <laughs> uh, well, we hope everyone is well. And now we've got to review a couple of games, uh, including a game that both myself and Thomas played together while social distancing, which was fun. So anyway, we got feedback on our last review episode. So people do still apparently listen. And, but on Facebook, Kieran Child wrote to us and he had some thoughts. And what he said was, Adventure Games Podcast Heresy Special. So this was about our discussion about if Mist was any good or not, which I think we said it wasn't. Well, or more along those lines that and we weren't I'm- exactly fans. <laughs> I'm glad that um, the people that did reply were very polite about it because I was yes. worried about the backlash we might have yes, got. Yes, no, people were, people were very <laughs> polite, including Kieran. So he said, uh, Adventure Games Podcast Heresy especially said, I definitely agree about the absence of character, which Laura was talking about. And hey, I love Tom- Excellent, thank you. Exactly. And, and he said he loved Thomas's Oreo analogy, but not sure about the puzzles thing. So people didn't hear Thomas you had a great reference about Oreos without the Oreo without the, the cream and that's what you said Mist was like it's like a game but without everything comprised the whole game uh, for for you now Kieran did go on to say in a lot of Amanita's games so you've uh, you've played them Laura as well I believe yeah big fan of Amanita's design well yeah. He said, in a lot of Amanita's games, they're developers of you know, Machinarium and Samarost and amongst others, you don't get told how a puzzle works. You enjoy discovering the rules of a situation first and then try and manipulate those rules second. Myth is a version of that, not as good as Amanita's output, but you can have great emergent puzzles without any direction or guidance. Now he goes on to say, I love the discussion of the witness after. I don't know what the witness did different. It's just better. So first <laughs> of all, <laughs> uh, Laura, since you played Amanita Designs games and yeah. I still haven't played them, uh, what do you think about that uh, reference? I think that's a, that's, a, that's a fair point in one sense. And also I'm going to say, 
play Amanita Designs game because they're excellent. I know, I know. So you've got to play them. Um, but what I would say is, yeah, that's a fair point. But I would also add that I think a lot of their puzzles, why whilst they might be a little bit confusing, um, and you know they're very contained, so very much um, as you say, like Machinarium or um, Samorost or or Pilgrims. The puzzles are very much like room based and there's maybe like five things, five or six things you have to interact within that one room. Mist is very much like more open world. You're wandering around and there's things in one area that you have to interact with a, a whole other different area. So, you you know, you're moving around a lot more. Whereas I, I found in at least the Amanita design games that I played, you know, the puzzles, whilst you might not know what you've got to do, there's only a few things in that room that you've got to move and change and it's just a bit more intuitive so i would say i agree oh, to be fair i agree they've said amanita designs got it down a bit more because they've contained it a bit more and to be fair mist was out a long time before any of those right. games <laughs> so yeah I, you you could agree that it's you know it's evolved since then um but it's an interesting comparison. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take that on board, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, I I, <laughs> I still prefer, I prefer any of Amanita Designs games, but sure. like, so so does the, the person who's commented. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm in agreement, really. <laughs> we all agree. We all agree with each other. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, no, but I, I get the point, then. It's an interesting right. point to make. Yeah, I think the better comparison would probably be The Witness, which he also agreed was, was yeah. better. So <laughs> we're all in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, no, I think with The Witness, it, it's just, again, clear, more clearly signposted. But again, it's right. got years and years more of game design to have, have thought of that, really. Whereas the wit, whereas uh, Mist was very much um, perhaps relying more on, on, on kind of graphics and um, amazing graphics um, to, to get through. So... And the novelty, apparently. Yes, the novelty, because, exactly. And it, it, that was never the witness. You know, loads. There's been other games since Mist to to have done that kind of thing before the witness. So, uh, the witness had to like be very intuitive for you know people to to want to like, play that kind of game. But um, Mist was very unusual at the time. Okay, very very well said. Thank you, Laura, and thank you, Kieran, for commenting as well. And uh, thank you for being polite as well, because I, I admit I was, I was like, ooh, have we, uh, have we stirred the nest? <laughs> but if anybody else has any opinions, feel free to get, uh, get in touch with us. Um, and uh, now we did reference uh, an article by John Walker. He did write another article. Don't think we need to discuss it because it's about King's Quest VI, which he says is still the best of the series, which I don't think is controversial. Now, we could have a discussion in a few weeks, maybe, about which Sierra games that we like, which King's Quest or Space yeah, or whatever. Later on, that might be an idea, because we might have differences of opinion there. But for now, there is another article which a friend of mine shared with me. And I think this is very apt for what we're all going through now. Uh, the title is from Variety. The title is The Best Video Games to Get Lost in While Self-Isolating. And there are a number of games. So there's action games. There are co-op games, games to play with kids. So there's Super Mario Odyssey. There's puzzle games as well. So The Witness is actually here. <laughs> Just saw that. And Portal 2. And now there are also games focus if you want to focus on an in-depth narrative. So they mentioned Red Dead Redemption 2, 
The Last of Us Remastered. Oh, not sure about that. <laughs> Witcher <laughs> 3 Wild Hunt. And yes, The Walking Dead. Oh, not The Last of Us Remastered and The Walking Dead to play now. I mean, they're great games, but <laughs> why do self-isolated games play during a you know, post-apocalypse? Uh, post-apocalypse? Can't speak now. <laughs> and um, But I just got the ticket because right now, most of us, if not all of us listening, are in some sort of self-isolation or some sort of lockdown at the time of recording. So just curious now if we the three of us have any recommendations that for games that people can play while in self-isolation. Because I was thinking Heaven's Vaults, I think, would be a perfect game to play now because it's big, it's long. It's not perfect, as I mentioned before my review, but I think... Oh, 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 oh. It's but it Watch is a perfect then. game to play now. It's terrible. No, it's what it's, <laughs> it's because what I liked it has very positive themes. It's about discovery. You're playing as an archaeologist, and while there is some I don't know action or there is some uh, you know difficulties and challenges you find in that game, it's very positive. It's funny in places, and it's a huge other world that you explore. And sometimes too much, but anyway, <laughs> but you, no, it's a great, it's a great game overall to where you discover and you have to uh, learn new language, literally, and you can completely forget about the world that we are in right now. And yeah, I would definitely recommend Heaven's Fault. I would add that to the list of games to get lost in, literally and figuratively. I think it's a really great game to play. Well, anytime, but particularly now, you've got a lot of time on your hands. And um don't know if you guys have any other ideas. Um Laura, you said you had some recommendations of your own. Yeah. Um well I mean I it's kind of an adventure game, but I don't know if you guys have ever played Undertale, but I would I've I heard would, of it. Yeah, it's mm. definitely a game. I mean, but just because it's got so many kind of different uh the idea is you've got to try and like play kind of a pacifist um gameplay basically and 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 not kill anyone that you're going through and uh it's just kind of a nice it's kind of a friendly idea i think at this kind of time but also it's there's a lot of like people yes (laughs) also there's just i think there's it's quite a lengthy game and it's also like um there's a lot of different there's different endings depending how you sort of play the game so i think it's quite a good game in that sense of if you want to get your money's worth um uh that that would definitely be one i'd suggest and you know there's a there's a lot of different playthroughs that you can do so um and maybe as you said um maybe it's something like life is strange i don't know because the, again it it's gets quite dark. depressing though. <laughs> it gets a bit dark do we want we want we want kind of upbeat ones don't i mean we? yeah although this article did mention i mean none of the narrative games i mentioned are exactly upbeat from what i know of them but yeah yeah, I mean, Life is Strange is definitely, a, if you count all the five episodes as games, they're long, the long game. And for the most part, I think it's very enjoyable that you are in this other, and it is also that the end of the world, <laughs> which is, yes. but that's not happening now. That's not happening now, but it's kind of, you know, kind of very apt as well. Yeah, you could mention uh, Life is Strange and you could really mention any Telltale game for narratives or even back to some of the classics, or even if you want to play as a detective, there's always Lamplight City by Francisco Gonzalez. Yeah, that was a long good. game as well. And Thomas, do you have any other suggestions? Well, I actually uh, had a list uh, for the Gaming Outsider podcast where they 
asked, uh, what were the five ga- games now that you would take to uh, uh, for self-isolation if you Ooh. could only play five mm. games? That's a good my, question. My number one pick was Football Manager 2020 because that game Ooh, yes. <laughs> does not end. And by football... It literally I mean, never ends. Yeah, and by football, I mean real football. Excellent so, answer. Not, not, not that nonsense that they play in the US. Sorry, guys. So you, oh, so you mean soccer, yes, right? Fight, fighting words. Uh, no, but um, I actually, uh, when, they, when I saw that question, I was like, you know, yes, uh, they were actually surprised that I didn't really have a point-and-click adventure game on there. But that was on purpose because if those are the only five games that I can play for a long time, then a point-and-click adventure game in general is over pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And That's true. Uh, even if they have multiple endings. But uh, I chose so I chose Football Manager because you can just keep on doing that even if you only play one club. I chose Civilization 2. Uh, I chose World of Warcraft because there is just so much to discover that's insane um i have a mobile game called marvel strike force that i just love and i I chose disco elysium because that game is also huge you can play it in many 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 different ways and uh has i think also multiple endings so uh that was my uh, those were my picks so I, i wouldn't necessarily focus on the true narrative i would focus on longevity mm-hmm no, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, we're going past adventure games. I know, Thomas, you don't like this game or these games, but I would choose The Sims. Uh, and I haven't played them in many years, but again, with another life. And although you can, you can be very, very cruel to them, <laughs> put them in a swimming pool and take out the ladder, <laughs> the typical thing. But that's I, a classic I remember one, yeah. play, playing that. I remember Age of Empires was also very good. These are going way back now. Uh, but yeah, it's a good point about uh, games that last kind of forever rather yeah. than you know, with narratives. But um, do you have any other games to mention, Laura, or shall we head into reviews? I think it's. A, I think yeah. Well, I think it's a good point. That's kind of why I picked Undertale, mm. and that is it's quite a lengthy yeah. game, and you actually have to you normally have to replay it at least once to like. So you know, and there's the kind of I think any game with sort of re- replayability. Um, is a good one to be isolated. Normally, you're a bit like, I don't have the time to play these games. I've got to move on. But anything like that that's got replay a bit. So I would go with Disco, Disco Elysium as well, which I believe, Thomas, you've just finished. Yes. So I, I'm dying to hear what you thought of it. Yes, so this takes yes. us nicely onto the review section. So now we've discussed this game before, and I just bought the game now myself, so we're probably discussing it in future episodes. <laughs> it again. Uh, this is sponsored by Discoolies. No, it's not. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, we're not sponsored by Discoolies or anybody. But Thomas, you um, you just literally finished playing this game. This was your heaven's fault. This took you what, three months to play. <laughs> Two months. Now, it no, is a very I, long I, game. <laughs> it is a very long game. It's a very um, deep game. I started playing it right before I went on holiday. So I started playing it right. uh, at the end of December. The game came out in October, but for some reason just did not appear on my radar at all. And then a friend of mine gave it to me as a Christmas present, and I'm very, very uh, grateful to him for that. So thanks again, Scott. Great Christmas present. I wish wish someone would get that kind of Christmas present to me. Are you fishing for a present? uh, No, no. I'm saying the best... In a, a sort of a comparative to that, the best uh, sort of present I got was when I was 15 and my friend gave me uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas as a, as a 15th birthday 
uh, present, and that was great. And I shouldn't have got that because it's very Which much an 18, 18 game. game. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't worry. I I play. What is it? Uh, what is it? Vice City or even the first yeah. Grand Theft Auto before I was eighteen as well. Way yeah. before I, was 18. I played Larry Leisure Suit Larry one and two when I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, who great did, great Christmas didn't. present. Mm. Yeah, uh, I was very happy with that because um, it looks like. It's like, uh, it looks like it's an RPG, and in a way it is, but it is more like it's a point-and-click adventure game disguised as an RPG because you, you still create a character. You have different um, yeah, skills to put points in, but they are not your usual skills. They are there as well, but they have a lot more. And all these skills, each and every one of these skills can come in handy somehow. Um, as usual, I made a character that is really high on intelligence and uh, charisma and stuff like that, and not so high on uh, physicality, uh, which I immediately regretted because, uh, uh, yes, you can die in this game. I died because (laughs) I kicked kicked a a wastebasket, got a heart attack, and killed over. So (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I never had that problem when I was playing. (laughs) Then later I invested some points in uh, endurance, and I got uh, a lot healthier. but yeah, this game is a philosophical point-and-click RPG. Um, it dives deep into a lot of societal things, a lot of um, political stuff. You, this sound, may sound boring, but it's actually it's riveting. Uh, you you basically are uh, you wake up from a stupor from from a, from an, an alcohol coma. And you are trying to figure out who you are, where you are, what the hell you're doing there, or why you're there. Uh, and you, you find out uh, that you're a cop investigating a hanging. And uh, you should have investigated that hanging a week ago, but you were basically binge drinking for a week. So there's a corpse decomposing from a tree. And that, that kind of sets the whole mood. And you have a partner, uh, Kim who is a great character. Um, and you, you learn a lot about him also during the, uh, uh, during the game. And that is the, the main thing is trying to solve that murder, but there is so much going on there. And the way you solve that murder, uh, or even if it is a murder, because that's one of the things you need to find out, there's a man is dead and it's probably, he's probably murdered, but you're not entirely sure. But you find out a lot what's going on in that Let's call it an alternative Earth because it's really, it, it's really like an alternative history, uh, but it's also completely on its own. Um, it, it takes elements from you can you can easily see okay like this is based on Russia, this is based on the Netherlands, this is based on uh, the UK, um, uh, this like but also this is based on the UK from the 1600s, this is based on France from the 1800s, and this is based on Russia when it was still communist and it explores a lot of these themes and you the, most of the talking you do you actually besides talking to kim is just is to yourself because your inner voice uh, your inner voices are quite loud and uh they demand attention and they uh they they give you thoughts and certain while you're exploring and while you're investigating uh you come across thoughts and you can use experience points to explore those thoughts and to buy extra slots for thoughts 
and those thoughts give you bonuses and sometimes also penalties. Uh, and it's, it's really, really fascinating. And there are way more thoughts than you can hold. I, I had a full roster of thoughts at the end of the game, but there were like 30 more I could explore if I wanted to. Uh, you can then also use experience points to remove those and, and try new ones. But it's it's really a really cool, really interesting game just to dive in and and try different ways of, of finishing it. As I said, I finished it in, in a very cerebral way. I think, Laura, you finished it a more physical way, uh, if I understood you correctly. Yeah, I would say not, not completely because I did start off like, I think slightly different from you I wanted to see what it'd be a bit like not not being completely intellectual but I've kind of built that way and I think that's good as well and that you can start off one way and then you can add extra skills you can drink alcohol or take certain drugs and that will like change your skills as well there's just I mean it's amazing that this is a game they this is their first game these developers have done yes. it's, and it's how complete that, it is it's just how complex incredible. it is complex the writing is is amazing i've never, uh, I've mean, never seen writing like this before no this, this writing like this makes me go like i better stop writing because i'll never reach this really? level Completely. at all it's it's just and how everything knits into each into each other like that you you might think oh there's this tiny little case that i'm dealing with but somehow it'll be related to everything else and it all come together it's it's just amazing the the way they did i mean we, we we probably should do at some point some kind of spoiler special because yeah, the ending what? is nuts. <laughs> the ending the is crazy. Game, the whole game is insane. <laughs> the whole game is insane, but then in the ending in particular. <laughs> yeah. No, it yeah. definitely it sticks the landing because the landing is unlike anything you, you probably... Because right before it ends, it actually is like, this is, this is quite normal. Uh, yes, it, and it, then you're like, oh no, and then you just completely, <laughs> completely goes off the off the track again. It's, it's great. It's so good. This is great. Uh, it's just great that a game like this is being made at this time. Yeah. You know? and, and that oh. it's getting the getting the recognition that it deserves. Because when when those uh, awards came out, I, I was actually very surprised that Heaven's Vault did not win those prizes. Uh, and I still think that they would also deserve those those uh, accolades. Completely. But I I honestly understand now why that Disco Elysium got those rewards uh, awards because holy bloody hell this game is crazy. It, it's like nothing you've ever played. No. Wow, you, you wow! Just, you you got to play it just to understand. And it I'm looks gonna... really good. It looks it great. Looks fantastic. The writing is great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did have a oh, bit of, uh, of an issue when I was playing it uh, from from, uh, a te- from a technical point of view because my uh, computer uh, was uh, giving me some issues, but that stopped once I turned off uh, certain music. Um, for some reason, that interfered with my setup. Uh, I guess if you have a Mumbai computer, is relatively old, so if you have a newer computer, you probably won't have that problem. That was the only thing that was bugging me because it would crash my game. Uh, and then I had to replay. So I probably played a few hours longer than I needed, but I played for 42 hours on this game. And I would have played for, happily played for 42 more because this game was just, that was one of those games where I was, I would be ready with work. And then like, I can't wait to get back and, and, and dive deeper into this game and see what happens if I do this or what happens. When. It's so massive. And it's not like the, the area that you, that you uh, play in, 
the city you play in, it's not like that is huge or anything. No, it's not actually. No, it's just the choices and the different characters and the time of day and all of some, that. Just... Yeah, and some things you need to be like, uh, it, it is timed in a way, like it is in days and the time passes. And some for some quests, you have to be at a certain point between certain hours. Otherwise, you miss something that might be important. Uh, so you have to keep that in mind. But you can also completely go do something else and antagonize. Like I chose to play the game without use of drugs or alcohol. I um, did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Completely, you didn't use that might, at all. No, not at all. Might also uh, might also How say something about our personalities, but. Steady on. So you'd, re- so you'd recommend it then, Thomas? <laughs> I, I, in I the ga- oh, all I would say is, in the game, that's quite a difficult path to take. I mean, they have introduced now a hardcore mode where that is very much the case where you can't take drugs or alcohol. But the point is in the game is if a, a momentary, like if you take some speed or if you take like, al- you know, alcohol or whatever, like very much is speed, <laughs> you know, like there's a, um, they improve certain key skills. So speed improves your movement. Um, I, I think it's, uh, if you smoke, that improves your intellect. Uh, if you take alcohol that like improves your physicality so that will improve like all those skills and the point is like there's certain you know there's skill checks that you need to pass to get through certain conversations and if you're not of a certain level of your physicality or or your intellect you're not you might not pass that that skill check um so if you want to like rather than like making you like wait and like build that up you could just take some drugs and momentarily pass it basically so that's what i did don't yeah so i I mean well done for you for not doing that because that's difficult that was really hard i mean that's why they called it a hardcore mode which they've just introduced that um where you can't do any of that because that is really difficult to do in the game i think the game kind of sort of makes you have to like go down these paths of like taking different drugs and stuff because otherwise it's it's difficult not to this is in the game. Right? Maybe, yes. Taking drugs and drinking alcohol will help you. That's in the game. So that's in the game, not in real life, people. No, no. <laughs> because wh- whenever I drink any alcohol, it most certainly does not improve my physicality. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's a confused <laughs> a take on that, but yeah. So yeah, that's that's so, maybe also why, I, why it took me... Uh, I don't even know if it took me longer than normal because I didn't really feel like not using them was uh, was hampering me. It just gave me a different uh, experience. And, uh, you know, like, it, as I said, it looks like an RPG, but there's no combat in there. You know, uh, every RPG like, like Fallout, uh, the, the first two, which is also isometric, there's regular combat in there. In this case, it felt like the dialogues were like almost like like the combat. Because you sometimes with those skill checks you needed to make a skill check or not, and if you don't make it, some skill checks you could not retake. So it was either you have to accept that solution, that 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 skill, that path of the dialogue, or you would have to load and try it again, which I sometimes did. Uh, but you have those were the red uh, skill checks, and you have also have the white chill skill checks. Um, they would lock up if you if you didn't make them, and then if you improved that particular skill, then you could try them again. 
so I got almost every skill check, every white skill check that was still open. I, I think I only had like two or three left at the end of the game because I did. I tried to do them all just to see what what uh, what was happening, and uh, I got except for one. I got all the uh, all the all the side quests, but because the one I didn't get was the one that requires you to drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I so mean, I there's other side quests which is like take some speed. So yeah, <laughs> I, well, uh, in the game, <laughs> yeah, it's I in the game. I didn't realize <laughs> we don't need to keep I adding. Think I know. That. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about, and I did not require me to take speed. I I, I solved that in a different way. You no, know, basically, there is a literal thing that is just. I think it's probably only if you show interest in taking it, but then it becomes a, probably, a yeah. side quest, which is like, got to find some speed. Um, but you, you know, you, you, in the you, game, you you come okay, across. Well, we we can discuss this. Uh, do a spoiler <laughs> special on this because I would love to spend oh, hours on this. So much we can discuss about this game. The game is just it's amazing. amazing. You yeah. gotta, so, you gotta play it. You, the two of you would recommend it then. <laughs> this is no, a, it sounds this good. Is, I'm really looking forward to it. This is another ten out of ten game. Yeah, yeah, completely. Wow, so, it's my top ten of the decade. If if I had if I had played it earlier, I guess I think I would have had a uh, in my top ten of the of the year would have been a, a shared number one spot with uh, Heaven's Fault. Wow. Because okay. For me, those two uh, games were amazing, and definitely all both in my top ten of all time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we can we can do a spoiler special on it uh, pretty soon, and we can spend. I'm guessing we'll be spending hours on that, <laughs> or, even just the two of you. <laughs> you know, it's great to see the passion from. Yeah. from no, it was really people. funny because uh, sometimes uh, I would I would text Laura so far, so like, uh, okay, should I do this or not? And she was like. Yeah, I'm not going to give you spoilers. <laughs> he kept saying, yeah, he'd keep messaging like, um, "What did you do for this? What should I do?" And I'd be like, "I'm not going to tell you anything. I don't know. I don't know where where exactly you're at. I don't want to give this away." But that's oh, I'm glad, the game, I'm, I'm, I'm every, glad you yeah. didn't. But no, I didn't want to. And 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 then uh, I was like, oh, uh, "Yeah," she she was like, "Okay." Uh, so you're almost done because I have a lot of questions and I want to talk about this game. <laughs> so, oh, you're done. Good. When are you okay. finished? Yeah, you're finally finished. Okay, here are my questions. And then we spent like 30, 40 minutes just going well, we, up. And, we'll be doing a spoiler special at some point. If you want to listen to that for that probably five hours of discussion. Oh, come on. But, come on. Uh, we're, we do, we're, we're not Christmas we Corey. Uh, oh, that's true. We can do he's seven hours. But anyway, we do have other games to talk about. As much as I'd love to talk about Disco uh. Elysium, I'd, I'd love to just play it. But we do have other games, which were pretty good as well. Um, so the next game I just wanted to talk So that's Disco Elysium, which I think was a recommendation from the two of you. Did not too uh. sure what I could pick up. Like, these weren't clear enough, I don't think. <laughs> so, uh, so that was Disco Elysium. Now, as I mentioned uh, in the news section, the, it did win the GDC Choice Awards, the Best Narrative, and the, the developers won Best Newcomer Awards as well. So, yes, we're winning a lot of awards, and I guess we can see we can see why. And now there is another game that I want to talk about that I just finished playing, which is called The Cult Marduk's Longest Night. And it is a very long night indeed for poor old Marduk. Now, Marduk is an assassin 
who's working for a satanic demonic cult. So nice people, these people. Aren't we all these days? I know, these days, yeah. So that, that would be me in two weeks. <laughs> so he's an assassin, definitely not a pacifist, which you mentioned before, Laura, for Undertale. He wouldn't make the Undertale game. So he's yeah. not really a nice person. He's It's pretty clear early on in this game that he's done some pretty horrible things. Now, we first meet him. He's walking home with his daughter. He sees a letter which he receives from the cult. He opens the letter and we see that he has a look. He looks absolutely horrified. And he grabs his daughter by the hand. He runs to the car and they take off very quickly. And so you can imagine that it must be pretty bad if he is shocked. Now, turns out then they're chased off the road and they're involved in a car crash. He wakes up and he's in a church and he meets an ex-colleague of his from of his from the cult who says that the cult have taken his daughter. And in order for him to rescue her, he needs to find an object called the Vajra. Now, this object, it's a magical object which will help him defeat the cult. Uh, now, so he knows where this object is. So you need to go to this place and then you need to find this object. So that's ma- the bit, uh, main setup. It's, And I really like this game, in particular story, for a number of reasons. The story, as we can tell, you play as a character who is not a nice person. And it's pretty rare because he is, it, the game is, it leaves you pretty clear that he's done some horrible, horrible things. It doesn't go into detail what he did, but he did some pretty awful things in the past but we are rooting for him because his daughter is innocent and she's the one in trouble and he cares for her so he's trying to to uh to rescue her and save her also with an interesting thing about this object which is like a scepter uh, called a vajra it's a bit like thor's hammer i believe mjolnir uh, but he was called, um, I know I should know this, but because he has to prove his worth. He ha- it will only be used by people who are worthy or who have good intentions. And it's a lot easier said than done when you are an assassin for a demonic satanic cult. So the story was very interesting for for those reasons. Uh, you meet a few characters. It's told in a visual novel, graphic novel kind of way. So the graphics look really good. They look very clear, look very crisp. The cutscenes are done in graphic novel kind, uh, kind with uh, graphic novel panels. And with the addition of the music and the sound effects, it's done really, really well with some high production values and high, you know, high quality. And it's an episodic game. It took me about three hours, four hours altogether. It does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. And now with the puzzles, they are mainly inventory puzzles. Now, the thing about the puzzles in this game is that they are, generally speaking, logical overall, that there is no puzzle where which was illogical. However, that's said, now this is, this, this is probably saying more about me, but I was stuck in a number of occasions. The reason was it's... It's well. It's an adventure game trope because you have you pick up everything that's not nailed down, and it did become a bit overwhelming. The amount of objects in the inventory, and then some of them are similar. So I did end up using everything on everything to see. Okay, will this work? Nope, this won't work. And I did get stuck on a few occasions. Now again, it could be again mainly me, as we will discuss very shortly in the game that Thomas and I played that maybe my brain doesn't work that way. 
uh, because also there were a few times where some of the objects that you have are very similar. For example, there is an object that you need down a manhole, and I had, um, for example, a cue stick, and I had other pointy things. None of them worked, and then when I tried to combine the pointy things with another pointy thing, it still didn't work. <laughs> don't want to give it away, <laughs> but it's so. What my advice would be would be to try and give more direction, more guidance. Now, to be fair to developers, they have done this. There is another puzzle later on, which is very challenging. Now, it is intentionally challenging, but based on feedback that the developers got, they did add in more hints, which did really help. So it's great that developers are listening to feedback and taking it on board, and they're using that in the game. The other thing I did need to mention as well is that overall, while I did enjoy the story, there were a few cases where there were some grammar mistakes and some uh, you know, translation mistakes. So clearly it was translated into English. And now it didn't really bother me. I was I still really enjoyed it. But again, my advice to developers, even if English is your native language, now the English of these developers is still good. I need to be clear on that. But even if... For example, for me, if I write anything, the amount of mistakes I make, <laughs> and I and I was an English teacher, so that's even more embarrassing. But again, I would just advise any developers to have somebody else, if possible, to check over the writing to make sure it makes sense. Even if you're American writing for British characters or for Irish characters, if possible, try and have a British or an Irish person and vice versa read over it to make sure it makes sense. Uh, but overall, I would definitely recommend uh, recommend this game. It's it's relatively short, but it's the first episode of a proposed series, and I am looking forward to playing the next episode because it does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. Another thing I liked as well, which I forgot to mention very briefly, is that you can literally summon demons. So you have a book, kind of like the Necromonicon, I'm guessing, and you can literally summon demons, and they are characters in the game as well. So you can, for example, they are you know jealous of other demons or they need something. So you can use them against each other, turn them on each other as well, if possible. But also don't trust them because they're demons and they'll, well, most of them want to eat your soul. So, uh, But a number of really good things, interesting things about this game is called The Cult Marduk's Longest Night, which you can get now on steam and uh yeah so that is the cult marduk's longest night so it sounds a bit like uh the the flips the flip side of the coin with uh the blind prophet i mean the blind prophet is also very yes. uh visual novel-esque uh comic book-esque uh it, it sounds a lot alike yes and it was definitely interesting because it's not a game that you typical game that you would play every day again the character it's He's not like a lovable fool or lovable rogue or, you know, he doesn't have many redeeming qualities, but we still root for him, which is very, very difficult to do, uh, writing. So the developer sort of deserve a huge amount of credit for that. They are Neon Slot Studio, and I believe they're working on the second episode now. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend this game, the first episode. So it's uh, The Cult, Marduk's Longest Night, and... I don't know anything about the second episode yet, but I look forward to seeing what they do next. And um, so then, Laura, did you say that you played a game as well, apart from Disco Elysium before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, 
I played Disco Elysium a long time ago. Yes, <laughs> you so play that every ago. day now. You, you finish that every week. <laughs> oh, I finished that a long time ago. Uh, yes, but I was also, um, I mean, there's a couple of games that are coming up that I, I would like to review, but obviously um, the one that I've uh, managed to sort of re- uh, finish at the moment is Murder by Numbers, uh, which is um, by Media Tonic. And it's a very interesting one. It's, I don't know if you've ever heard of... Um, generally uh pick cross puzzles or nonograms have you uh, either of you ever played any of these kind of the they're kind of um puzzles or kind of number puzzles that you can play a little not not dissimilar from sudoku yeah but they're a bit like sudoku they've got so basically the idea of with pick cross puzzles um or nonograms is that um there's like a number um, for each row and column and that's like the the number which has got to be filled in and you've got to fill in that number and you basically use the clue you've got to use the clues for, for those numbers um, across and down and you kind of fill it in a little bit like Sudoku but basically Murder by Numbers has taken this idea of these Picross uh, puzzles and put it into a detective kind of interactive novel so the idea is it feels a little bit it's like kind of Phoenix Wright if you've ever played that, um, mixed with mm-hmm. um, uh, the sort of style of Phoenix Wright mixed with uh, these pit cross puzzles. So the idea is you're this uh, TV detective called Honor. Um, you, you play, you're an actor and you're a de- you play a detective on screen, uh, but there happens to be a murder on set and you're there and you want to kind of solve the puzzle of what's going on. Um, and you team up with this um robot called scout um who just happens to like bump like come onto the set and um has lost he's lost his memory and uh he's he's seen basically these sort of signs for like this detective series and thinks you're a real detective and wants to kind of join in and help you so basically he's able to sort of scan the set for like evidence and help you out with what's going on and um then when you Every time you sort of scan for evidence, um, this sort of pit cross puzzle comes up that you've got to solve, and then that will give you more like clues as to what's going on. Um, so there's a lot, lot of puzzles. Like I have never played these types of. I played Sudoku, but I've never played like uh, nonograms before. Um, but they're quite. I have to say they're quite satisfying. Um, I enjoyed with this game. You know, you, you can you can decide like how difficult you want to go. Um, also you can get hints it can fill in sort of squares for you and that kind of thing so it's all like it's a kind of it starts with like a 10 by 10 it gets bigger and bigger as you go along and basically how how they work it is that each of these puzzles um, the the way you sort of fill it in gets filled in to look like a picture and then that and that becomes like a bit of evidence basically Um, and yeah it's I mean I I did see sort of similarities with things like Phoenix Wright in terms of the music is great. The music's great. Uh, it's really sort of peppy and sort of synthy. Um, it's um, you're, you're basically following this story of you as this sort of TV detective who starts becoming a real detective because she's got to find out what's going on with these things that are going in her, her workplace. Um, I think, there's a lot of puzzles, so if you if you if you start to find them quite tiring, you might be a bit like, oh, um, you know, because there's a lot to get through. And the good thing is, is that there's a lot of help. Like if you're a bit like, oh, I don't know where to go next, it'll fill in a couple of squares for you. You can check your errors each time, so that's really good. But yeah, it's basically, I would say, it's basically kind of this sort of idea of these 
puzzles built around this kind of visual novel, which is a very unusual idea um, and quite quite a unique one. And I quite enjoy, I mean, there's something quite fun about steadfastly going through these puzzles and there's always an answer. And I don't know, I, I kind of quite enjoyed that. Um <laughs> Uh, the the story itself is quite outlandish, I would say, <laughs> but um, that's kind of what you would expect. I don't know. Um, it's it, it, yeah, it, it's it's definitely not like kind of bit subdued. I mean, some of the characters are quite good fun to play with as well. But um, yeah, I would say I you know I've never I've never played any of these kind of puzzles before. They were interesting, and I gave it a go. Um, what what's good as well is there are sort of timed versions so that gives you a bit of break because you're not you know it, it's basically like that you've got a minute and a half to solve this puzzle so it's there's a bit more variety but in general it's basically like each time you scan for evidence you've got to go into a puzzle again and solve this puzzle and then the evidence will show up um so i thought in general like a lot of puzzles if you enjoy these puzzles you'll like the game <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a very unique, I, I don't know. I don't know if either of you have ever played any of these kind of puzzle games before. I certainly haven't. And it, it seemed like quite a new thing for me. I've, I've not seen that in a kind of adventure game before. Um, no, I mean, I'm as well as not being good at logic puzzles, as we will find <laughs> out very shortly. I'm also not very good at numbers or yeah. maths. I used to be but, not too bad at it, but no, but not, what would, not now. What I would say is, like, neither am I. That I still find it easy because basically it's like a, you know, like for example, it might be like a ten by ten grid of numbers of of uh, squares. Sorry, um, and you know, one row might say 10. So you're like, oh, well, obviously all of that row is filled out. And then you can, you just work through that. And there is something quite satisfying about being like, you know, working through it um, and being able to like just solve it yourself. And I, I think that there is an issue that there's so many of them that you do start to get a bit tired with it. Because, um, you know, there's four different mm. cases that you have to solve and it, there's a lot of puzzles um and i think that that's a bit of a shame but um in general well, it's, it's it's clearly if you like those puzzles then yeah then it's it's a great if a you if you enjoy if you've play if you've played any if you've like filled in those puzzles before doing this kind of game then this is the game for you but i think even you know i'd never heard of that and i'd still enjoy i still enjoy doing it i well, so recommend this game to general adventure game audience as well yeah, I think so. I think definitely at least, you know, like give it a go and, and see how you feel because, you know, I would say, you know, there's it, there it's not so much like there's not really inventory kind of puzzles. It's not that kind of thing. It's very much like numerical solving, like, as you said, kind of fastidious um, puzzles, that sort of thing. It's not really the typical adventure sort of thing, but then there is like the story to go along with it, which is kind of interesting. And, and I would say the characters are, are written quite well. You know, you've, there's like a kind of gay best friend, uh, Casey, which is quite, who is quite good fun. And then there's like your mother who is like, sort of always telling you, you know, like, when are you going to quit this, this job? And so there, there's quite, you know, it's quite well written, but it's just like whether you enjoy, I think basically if you don't enjoy those kind of puzzles and you you don't get them within the first maybe half an hour of playing. <laughs> maybe don't play it because it's very much based around those puzzles. No, that's okay. fair. Yeah, fair. That, so that's Murder by Numbers, and it's available on Steam, I see. 
don't know if it's available anywhere else, but I mean, most people use Steam anyway, but <laughs> it's uh, it's available there. So thank you, Loras, Murder by Numbers. Um, now go from maths to... Comp- no, I don't have any segue for this. It uh, seems, well, seems, like <laughs> seems like another Talking visual novel. <laughs> Talking about visual novels, there we go. Thomas, you played... Uh, is it a visual novel type game that you played? No. Okay. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit. It's a bit like um, like a date. So tell us about the game that you played, then, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a lot of these um, small uh, games that you can get from for free on Steam, and I have a lot of them, but I never really took the time to to dive into them because I was like always playing these big games. So when I finished Disco Elysium, I wanted to play something different. So like a bit of a palate cleanser. So I picked uh, randomly uh, one that I had downloaded, which was Mission It's Complicated. And it's a bit like a a superhero dating sim um, where you, uh, it's it's completely, uh, you don't have to fight or anything, but it's completely narrative driven. So it is a bit like a visual novel, but you make the choices there. And um, the whole setup, the whole premise is that you have to create a superhero team because in two weeks, uh, a huge interstellar dragon is going to come and destroy the Earth unless you create a team and two people of that, at least two people of that team either fall in love or become really, really, really good friends because the power of love can defeat this creature. And uh, you do that by, uh, you get the five characters. Um, they are presented to you it's uh, a guy who has shark powers a girl who can talk to machines an alien uh, a, a batman-esque uh, figure a guy and uh, a really 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 strong uh, girl and you get uh, you get several missions you choose and then you choose which two you send on that mission and then you get to choose what they are going to do what how they how you want them to solve that mission. And depending on the outcome, their bond grows. And then once you reach, uh, once their bond has reached stage one, you can send them on a coffee date. Now it's called a date, but it doesn't have to be a, 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 a sexual date. It can also be a friendship uh, date. Um, and you can find that out during, uh, because you kind of guide them through that. And if they if that improves, then, uh, their relation gets better, and then at the end, you uh, hopefully have them good enough so they are uh, can defeat that dragon. It's all really silly, but it's actually quite well written. So I, I played it twice. Uh, uh, the whole playthrough took played me twice. <laughs> yeah, the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole playthrough took me about an hour, but the first time I failed, so I wanted to, obviously wanted to, to to win. So I played it again, and I made some different choices, and I made some different uh, setups. Um, and then eventually I managed to get two characters to fall in love with each other and they uh, defeated the dragon. That was the end of the game. And it was really this, this really sweet, uh, positive, uh, funny game. Uh, the, 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 the graphics are, are cool. It's actually very well written. It's very uh, also very LGBTQ friendly. Uh, the alien, for instance, doesn't have a gender. Uh, uh, so I, I made him... Well, it, I call him him, but uh, they, I think, uh, I'm supposed to call it them. Uh, they fell, um, uh, they fell in love. 
they can fall in love with both the, a male and a female. Um, it was it was very uh, very interesting. It was uh, it was fun to to read, and it was just like um, a short cool distraction of, uh, of some of the bigger games. It's free on Steam. Uh, it looks nice. If you like this kind of games, just give it a try. It's fun. Yeah, sounds cool. A superhero yeah. dating sim. That's, yeah. It's certainly inventive. That's what we need. That's pretty funny, too. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's probably the, the most dating a lot of us will get <laughs> virtually at this time in our self-isolation. But uh, I like as well that this... <laughs> sorry, yeah, it's a bummer. I'm sorry, people. But I like how it says um, one of the features... It says, this is reading from the Steam page. It says, a serious lack of beds. Oh, no, there's only one. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, that oh, that's kind of steamy. No, no, it's, it's, it's uh, the bot. What a dream. Well, the first, the first, the first date, and I, I just keep calling it a date, but again, it doesn't have to be uh, uh, people falling in love. It can also be people becoming really good friends. <laughs> The first time is it's you go on a coffee date, then it's a walk in the park, and then it's a cabin in the woods. And then, uh, and um, is there social distancing? Is there... <laughs> no, but one of the Sorry. one of the couples uh, that I managed to get to that point were uh, the shark boy and uh, the uh, the very strong girl, and they are both gay. At least in my version, they were both gay. So they were there. They were there, like because she was uh, also a scientist and writing a paper, and he was helping her with that, and they became really good friends. So it's also it could also be that. That's uh, nice. That's yeah, nice. So, nice actually. No, Jarek, all joking aside, that is really nice actually. That, yeah. As I said, it's it's, it's very LGBTQ friendly. Uh, it mm. looks it's it looks good. It's funny, uh, and it's it takes you oh, about cool. an hour to play through. So I'll, I'll, I might play it again for in the future <laughs> if I need a palate cleanser try to see if I can make someone else actually fall in love. I don't know. We'll see. No, that's, that sounds cool, actually. And also that they can become good friends, that you know, it's not that, become, that they end up hating each other. Or, Maybe if or I make anything. some different choices. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it sounds again like... They, <laughs> no, it sounds like, again, one of these positive games that we need yeah. uh, no, right it's, it's now. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's and does Larry Laffer make an appearance uh, at some point? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, what is the Not a superhero. <laughs> well, some people might say he is, but anyway. Mm, no. Um so that's mission it's complicated and it's available again on Steam. What a surprise. Uh so the final game we're going to talk about and it's TikTok a Tale for Two, which this is a co-op game. It's a two-player adventure game. Yes, not many of those, but it's a game where two people can play this game from two completely different locations, as both myself and Thomas did. Uh, very sorry, Laura, but we did agree to play this before we even met you, so otherwise we would have tried to get to you. Imagine <laughs> how long have we have been trying to play it this game. It was a long time. That we yeah, tried. It was a long time. Yes, we because this was out. It was oh, what uh, it was out. It says here seventh of March, twenty nineteen. I think one whole year <laughs> that oh, we've okay. been trying to play this. This is a a co op adventure game which can be played in two different locations. So both myself and Thomas played this game, but we played it while social distancing. We didn't need to be in the same 
room or location. It's uh, with two. He's in Galway. I was in well Wexford, and we managed to play the game. So it's okay, mainly so a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. T- I was just going to say. So tell me how. So explain how you do. Well, you need a headset or you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you need, you need, you need to talk to each other separately. But yeah. Yeah. So both people need to have the game. So both need people need to either buy the game yeah. on their own computers. And then you do need a way to talk to each other. We spoke through Skype. And the way it goes is that one player, that when you uh, open up the game and the main title screen comes up, one player chooses player one, the other chooses player two. So then you get different different parts of the, of the game. Then so then you have puzzles. So I would have then one set of puzzles, but I would need Thomas on his set to be able to help me resolve the puzzles on my set. And then Thomas would need my help. And I was an amazing help, wasn't I, Thomas? That's not what I heard. <laughs> it's, it's, how, how do you describe it? It's mainly a two-player puzzle game. So you... It's you're a co-op you're, game. This, uh, yes. You can, only, you can only beat this game by actually working together. And it does help uh, if you can talk to each other, but you could also use WhatsApp, for instance, uh, to talk like that, but you do need to be able to communicate because you need to tell right. the other one what's what's looking because uh, a lot of the locations, the locations were all the same, but what was in those locations could differ for the player. So uh, I could, for instance, we would have a house and I could see the basement and Sorcia would see the attic and uh, he would find information that I would need and I would find information that he would need. And then eventually uh, you would uh, solve the puzzle. Uh, uh, there was usually like three or four puzzles in uh, in a chapter. And uh, the last puzzle would, would be then the puzzle that would get you to the next chapter. And, right. Uh, so it then, would, yeah, it, it is linear because you would first need to solve puzzle A, then you would need to solve puzzle B and then puzzle C. Uh, so it's not like you have to you're, you're walking around like a, a headless chicken. There's actually a logic to it, although it's not holding your hand to to no. find that logic. <laughs> Which in this case I didn't mind because that was part of the game. Um, so uh, and, and sometimes you would just uh, yeah, also uh, when Sersha says that he he's not good in logic puzzles, he is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, give me an example. Well, at the beginning, uh, I without giving too much away, but well, this, this deals with clocks, right? Now I'm used to digital clocks, <laughs> and right. so you know the the hands on the clocks. I, I shall we say, it took me. I had to, to teach Sersha how to. No, you're exaggerating. Like an analog clock. You're exaggerating. I got no, one I'm mistake. Not. It was one mistake. Two mistakes. There were multiple mistakes. Three mistakes. <laughs> now, okay, I do hold my hands up, but then Thomas, if we're going to do, go this way, there was I can't remember exactly. There was one. I think it was one occasion where we were both stuck, and then he said, "Oh, I can scroll upwards." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, to be fair, it is now. I mean, apart from that, some of the puzzles, for example, uh, one person might have just giving a random example, which it's you might have a letter, but there's gaps in the words, and then the other person would have the puzzle to resolve. I would have the puzzle there. To yeah, be able to put in the gaps. So what the person resolving the puzzles would then need to communicate to the other person, oh, the letters and the words are these. This is, for example, it, it would, our, 
it would it would often go a, a bit beyond that because that was the first step in solving mm. the puzzle. So, for instance, we had this radio. Uh, we both had the same radio, but he got uh, I got the first part of the transmission. He got the second part of the transmission. So okay. we first needed to line that up because that's where uh, WhatsApp became really handy because I would put in uh, uh, my part of the of the of the uh, thing. He would put in his part, and then we could fit them all together and then that would lead to a different clue and often you would need to read between the lines uh, to find out what was actually meant uh, for instance once we got the entire uh, the first time we did the radio uh, uh, puzzle because it comes back another time it, it gave us uh, uh, once you have everything correct it gave you a, a, you could pick a date from there and that date that I could use to open uh, a uh, a closet on my end, which gave me a clue that Sersha needed to do to open something on his end. So it was constantly like that. You're, 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 it was very well balanced. Uh, sometimes the puzzles were literally 50% his, 50% mine. And then slowly but surely you would continue uh, along the story and find out what was happening with this clockmaker. So it, it was... Uh, and, and it's not like the puzzles were easy. There were a few no. easy puzzles. <laughs> I'll, I'll give that to you. There were a few mm-hmm. easy puzzles. But there were also, especially one of the last ones, where we Ooh. had to uh, figure out uh, a sequence that you have to push certain symbols in. And that was a sequence where we had to find out 18 uh, Memorize them. Memorize them. And Memorize do, 18. Do them in the correct order. And oh, every my time... memory is not good either. But no, Thomas, you... That's a lot. Yes. Now, Thomas was actually saying at the very beginning, oh, if this puzzle is what I think it is, I'm not doing it. I'm done. I'm finished. And I was trying to coax him back into the game saying, look, Thomas, we're at the very end here. We <laughs> yeah. just need so how long, how long did it take you? At, at first, general? I thought that was only nine, that we only had to figure out mm. nine symbols. Then it turned out we yeah. had to figure out eight, 18. But then, but then we were way, in, way, in, uh, way too far, and I was getting frustrated, but I didn't want to fix it. But then when we finally managed to do the whole sequence, that was such a, an accomplishment, a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. Like, that made it all worth it, you know? Yeah, some people said it took them one hour, which I think is a lot. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Because, me, that I mean, it's possible took us an the hour. second time. Because, yeah, the final puzzle <laughs> took us an hour. It took me another hour to figure out the clocks. <laughs> That's how <I> <laughs> But I mean, it took us about, um, I mean, I'll say it was like four hours, three, four okay. hours okay. if okay. we played over a weekend because I noticed some people mentioned that one of their drawbacks with the game was it was too short. But I actually don't agree because I think a game like this, I think the length was perfect because you want to play over a day or in a week. And I, I believe it does autosave. I am not sure. But we played it all in one playthrough. And yeah, you want to play one play playthrough. Yeah. I think if possible, yes, because while your you know while your mind is going, because then I think if you stop and then come back to it, it might help, like in adventure games typically. Hmm. But in this case, I think with two people, or it could be four people, because a person from our Discord community called Mikal, he said that his son and he played this game with another family through Zoom, and he said it was a lot of fun. He said it took them about 2 to 2.5 hours. And he said he'd recommend it for folks sheltered in place but who want to game with other folks. So, again, it is kind of a nearly a perfect game to play 
you know, in a situation like this where we're in self-isolation again, and again, it did help us get our mind off things because again, with the world the way it is, that it's kind of depressing. But no, for what, those four hours, yeah, exactly. Well, three the hours. It took us three hours to finish. <laughs> Three three hours. Wow. And that well, was it's really just uh, Georgia trying to read a clock. Yeah, that was one hour. <laughs> Not that bad. Yes, Thomas is slightly exaggerating. Slightly. Now, Mikael said it's similar. The puzzles are similar to games like Don't Stop Talking and Nobody Explodes. I believe probably puzzle games or board games are um, where they're um, again. But this is again. It's a great game where, again, if you're in self-isolation you're but you want to play a game with people and figure out the puzzles together, you're not on your own in this game. And I think that is the real draw of the game. And that's why I love the concept of it. And I would love for there to be more games like this in the future. Yeah. I mean, there could be more narrative-focused games. There is a narrative, but let's face it, the puzzles, again, are the well, The narrative actually was, was and uh, pretty dark, too. Once you figured out what was going on, it's like, oh, this is going in the, not yes, in the direction the, I thought it would be going. Spe- speaking of ending, I know some people didn't like the game because of the ending. Now, it, the ending is surprising, shall we say. Yes. But I I would definitely recommend, uh, what for you, Laura, if you're playing with a person probably who isn't me, <laughs> you might uh, enjoy it. So, again, mm. it's... Um, get, well, I've you know, I've I've ordered a new for for these kind of times. I've ordered a new uh, headset to to yes. connect for like PlayStation and and uh, sort of Steam stuff, so that I can like just talk to people online. So um, I'm ready. I'm ready to tell you how to read an analog clock. <laughs> that was the first puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> the first puzzle. No, it's a slightly more complicated than that. But I would definitely recommend, because you mentioned again, um, Pacifist, that you rather than, <laughs> if you didn't want to play an online game, which was shooting people, you could, uh, this was a game where people work together to resolve puzzles. And as I said, just make people forget about the world and things going on yeah, as well. It's just such a, time, so. such a cool idea to do this, you know. Hmm. Uh, you it sounds even- a little... I was sorry, I was just going to say it sounds a little bit like I tried um, at Res, EGX Res last year, which obviously that's not going ahead now until July. Uh, but um, I tried uh, We Were Here Together, which I don't know if you've heard of. It's like um, they, they've done, it sounds very similar in that it's like a very much a cooperative uh, like online, you know, like one person sees one thing. And like, so I would suggest, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, that I think that's the third in the series. Um, I, I can't remember what the I, it's kind of some sort of spin off of that, what the, the previous ones are called. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's the same kind of idea. And yeah. I think I agree. That's a really nice idea. It's rather than, as you say, just killing each other, working <laughs> together is a nice idea as well. So, so, Thomas, shall we play that again, the two of us? <laughs> no, I, I would love to play Laura, but then I want to play. I want to be player two because now I was player one, so I can see the. Yeah, other I mean, half. I gen- like once I get my headset in, Thomas. If you want to play it, I'd be up for playing sure. it because well, probably oh, no. we, we will probably finish it in an hour. <laughs> now we're fe- feeling left Pressure. out and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No, so you can you can you can you can let us know. You can review it then in the next episode if you do. Yeah, play uh, we'll it. say um, we finish it so quickly. <laughs> yes, but you can also play it when you're just, yes. when one person is sitting on the couch with a laptop and the other person is sitting on the table with a with an iPad. You can still 
play it together. You know? I believe it's no. available for Switch or it's going to be available for Switch, but yeah, it's available oh, it on perfect Switch game. iPad or yes. Perfect so, game for Switch. Yeah. So yeah, so and they also have a Discord community. So if the two people are stuck, you can reach out to developers on Discord and they can help uh, guide you in the right direction. So but no, I really enjoyed it and I would really love more games like it, even if you know more narrative focused as well games with two people which uh, i think really helped or again four people as Mikael and his son played with a family like a whole family could theoretically play this with another family working together or different people as well so yeah and, and the um, puzzles gradually become a, become more difficult so in chapter one hmm. the puzzles are uh pretty straightforward and then gradually they became they become more difficult unless of course you play with Sersha and then the <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> oh, I'd be worried they're playing now. I'd be like, oh, I, I don't want to be worse than... <laughs> okay, this is... Thomas is slightly exaggerating. I was able to figure out some of the puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is shaking his head. No, this is... I was able to figure out some of the puzzles, the two of us together. Uh, someone was blind luck. Eventually, but... <laughs> eventually. eventually. But yeah, maybe Laura, the two of us could play. See how long you last before okay. you. Uh... I, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. I mean, I'd rather. <laughs> okay, I'll let the two of you play then. I'll I'll be like the kid in the corner of the playground on his own. Then that's oh, fine. No. This... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. It's um, but yeah, no. So that was TikTok a tale mm. for two, and well, Thomas and I are still amazingly well. We're still on speaking terms, just about. <laughs> I'd imagine. No, it was fun. It was fun. But it was you, fun. It was a lot do, of fun. It does sound, sound like good fun. Yeah. Mm. There was more. There would be of... a would be a good game game for people to learn how to cooperate because you really exactly. are. Uh, uh, depending on the way the other person is also explaining things or describing things. Uh, so if you, if you tip, if like for instance, with the, uh, uh, the last puzzle with the symbols, uh, we, we, we needed to like, oh, we're, we're going to call this as this, and this is this. Otherwise, we're completely confused because he was calling it a bird, and I was calling it a bug. <laughs> so what do you mean? Because there are two birds. <laughs> so, oh, no, that's okay, okay, okay. So uh, and, and it was actually very riveting at, uh, once we understood how the puzzle worked. And that was a few times where, where at first we were like, I don't, I don't get what we need to do now. What do we need to do now? And then something clicked, and then uh, it became uh, it became a lot of fun because then you understood the puzzle, and you would still have to work to get the puzzle uh, solved. But at least you knew you knew what you were doing. So yeah, I definitely recommend this uh, this game, and I hope. Uh, I'm sorry, I hope other tales interactive like will uh, will make make more games like this. Yeah. Yeah. Also, another puzzle toward. Uh, I won't obviously reveal the the solution, but it's there is a mechanical bird in a cage, and there are you can put letters at the bottom, and then Thomas has diagrams on his end, and so we have to figure out then what the letters are, and but actually the solution wasn't that difficult once you. Well, it's actually really really simple, but we were it overthinking really it again. But we oh, okay. and that was I think our our issue, but yeah, so that was TikTok a tale for two. And it's available on Steam. Now, both people do need to get this game. So if you want to play with someone. Now, you can also, if you buy this game yourself, you can go to the Discord community because they have um, 
a channel that is specifically for finding players. Now, I don't know how active it is now, but if you just buy it yourself and you but want someone to play with, it's you not like that channel as well. It's not like you need to connect. It's just like you need to have the game yes. and the other person needs to have the yes, game too. Not online. So that was something where, just, yeah, we were at the beginning, but how does this game then know what you mm-hmm. are? But now, it's quite simple. Yeah, now that we've played it, it actually makes total sense how the way yeah. it's uh, set up. So that's actually quite brilliant. It's completely offline, and just the two of you just need to game, and then one of you plays. Or you could even theoretically have four players in four different locations, so two people are player one and two people player two. Now, it could get confusing. As long but... as, you, as you can communicate with each other. Exactly. As long as you communicate somewhere, you're speaking with someone, or through WhatsApp or messaging, or however, another way to communicate. But I would definitely recommend it. Um, if people want to play an adventure game, puzzle game together. So uh, again, that is TikTok, a TikTok, a tale for two. So I think that's it for this week. I think that's all the games we've been playing. I imagine we'll be playing quite a bit more over the yeah. next few weeks and months. Well, um, I, I'm not playing as much as I as I thought I would because yes, as, I, as I noticed, working from home. This- yeah, I'm working from home and I'm working on my on my private I don't have a laptop for work or anything, so I'm working on my computer. So I, I basically get up and I'd start working at nine and then I'm finished at six and then I'm like, Yeah, but I I really want to get away from this computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but thank God uh, Disney Plus uh, was uh, introduced uh, to Ireland uh, yes. this week. So I'm uh, catching up on my uh, Marvel stuff at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, I I got it as well, and I just started watching Man- the Mandalorian, which is pretty good. It's, it's really it's what I would. The Mandalorian is kind of what I had hoped that the new Star Wars mm-hmm. movies would be. Uh, it's definitely better than the Rise of the Skywalker. I oh, think. definitely. Anyway, yeah, but it's that's a whole that, other discussion. It's not <laughs> that's that a hard. Whole other. <laughs> <laughs> I know that anything could be. Anyway, that's a whole other discussion we could we could talk about. So, uh, yeah, I suppose the last question is what. What games are you playing now, uh, Laura? Are you playing any? So, you I mean, I, I realised in the in the previous episode, I was saying I'm going to play. I'm going to be reviewing Murder by Numbers and Lair of the Clockwork. <laughs> All God. these games. I know, but, but then obviously life kind of got in the way, and um, I got a little bit busy <laughs> with everything. Uh-huh. But, you know, and Warzone, right? Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> so when you say life, let me say if you want to hit me up on Call of Duty Warzone. What a game. Came first. Came first is all I'm going to say. Um, but yes, no. Um, so I probably, I'm going to be playing a bit of Lair of the Clockwork God by um, Ben and Dan. Um, I'll, I'll probably play that and I'll, I'll see what else. But that's definitely one I'm interested in, which is kind of like a, a, a sort of spoof of adventure games slash platforming mm. games, um, which I'm interested in. Nice. And you, Thomas, are you playing anything at the moment? I am nearing the end of Beautiful Desolation. Oh, wow. That was quick. Nice. So I'm probably going to finish that this weekend if nothing else happens uh, at this moment uh, in the state of the world. It's kind of like we're living day to day. So, uh, And after that, I have plenty of other – I'll probably play one or two of the smaller ones. But um, I might also finally get into uh, Elsinore or Sumatra or something like that. I have so oh, yeah. many games to choose from uh, when it comes to that. It's uh, a plenty to play. Yeah, Elsinore is another game I want to play. Well, there are two games that I, 
I'm currently playing there's a beautiful desolation which you mentioned so hopefully I can finish that around the same time hopefully and I'm also playing appropriately by coincidence a plague tale innocence which maybe is sort of a topic mm. maybe it's not the game I should have played but I'm really enjoying it and um so I'll be talking about that game more when I finish that so uh hopefully myself and Thomas can uh, review beautiful desolation in the next episode hopefully uh, we'll see what else we get the chance to play. So I think that's it then for this week. <laughs> is, uh, we got there in the end. Where we'll be next <laughs> wow, in the really? next two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, be- before two weeks seemed to go by very quickly. It seemed that it was a very short amount of time. But the last two weeks in particular seems like so much has happened. And it seems like eight, it seems like another world two mm, weeks ago. It really does. We're now at the time of lockdown. It's yeah. just every, every day that seems like a year with everything happening. Of course, we hope everybody listening is well because there are other people who are worse off than us. But we hope that everyone is, is well and looking after yourselves and other people as well. Yeah, please, I please, please stay home. Please do social yes. distancing. It is not a hoax. It is not a joke. People are mm-hmm. dying. And it's not just the elderly. It is everybody. I just saw everybody. A, I just saw a message that a, a girl, a 12-year-old girl in, I think, the Netherlands died of the coronavirus so it's it's striking everywhere everyone nobody is immune to this stay at home play adventure games that's all you need to do listen to this podcast and play adventure games that's all you need to to do do. we have friends in new york and we know Francisco mm. is in New York, Francisco Gonzalez. We Dave have, uh, and other people. And Dave, yeah, they, I hope they're, they are all very well yes. because uh, New York is quickly becoming the new worldwide hotspot for the virus. Um, but in, in, especially in the United States, please, please, please stay home. Listen to the experts. Keep playing with adventure games. That's all you got to do. Playing adventure games. Stay at home and play adventure games. Just need to stay at home. Get a copy of TikTok. Invite your best friend. Play together. Play together. Yes. But from different locations. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, okay, well, thank you, Thomas and Laura. So I will speak to you in two weeks' time then. Oh, uh, one more question. Oh, yes. How is it with our Patreons? Mm, oh yes i uh yes thank you for reminding me so uh so patreon.com now we oh yes and for next week as well so there we will we do have some extra things so i do have some spoiler specials with some developers on patreon that is for the five dollar uh um tier and I just want two tiers, one dollar, five tiers. So if you want to help us out now, again, we do understand that right now everybody's going through a tough time. So if you are going through a tough time, it's okay. But if you do want to help us out, we would be really grateful. It's thanks actually to the support of our Patreon subscribers that we are using Squadcast, which has hopefully improved the quality and makes it easier to edit and makes it easier for us to talk to each other. We can only do this through our thanks to our Patreon subscribers. So thank you guys for helping us out. Now, for Patreon subscribers, I as much as possible, I try and give early access to episodes. That's not always possible, especially when we record sometimes later, depending on life. But with the interviews in particular, I do try and upload them early. And we will be having some spoiler specials during the year as well. So we'll be having spoiler specials for Telltale Games and for Interrogation and for other games as well, and some interviews coming up with some really interesting 
developers of really good games coming up as well. So next week, unless it changes, unless the interview will be with the developer who has uh, started on Kickstarter, the interview will be with a former lead developer for Telltale, who was the lead designer on Tales of Monkey Island, Jurassic Park, and The Walking Dead. So that will be going up next week, probably unless there's a developer who is, because I know there have been a few Kickstarters uh, started now as well, so maybe that as well. But it'll probably be with Mark Darren. And he also has a game coming out called Nick Bounty and the Dame with the Blue Chew Chew, which I will be reviewing in the next. Actually, I forgot about that. I will be reviewing that <laughs> game in the next. <laughs> I played that before. Mark Darren was very kind oh. to give me an early access version of the game. I will be playing that game. Uh, next, uh, in the next two weeks. Uh, sorry, Mark, but uh, oh, I just remember yeah, it now, I, It's yes. So thank you for reminding me. But not sure if I'm able to to really talk about it yet because I didn't, you know. But yeah, it's it's it, it's good. If I whisper it, Ooh. maybe it's okay. It's yep. good. You can still hear. More, more details will be coming in two weeks' time. So, yes, so that for more information, patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. So, thank you guys. Anything else you guys would like to mention before we leave it there? No? Okay, well. Just stay indoors, play adventure games. Yep. Exactly. Stay indoors, stay safe, look out for each other as well, and continue playing adventure games. So,. Best of luck, everyone, during this difficult time. But we'll be there, well, next week, and the three of us will be there again in two weeks' time. So hopefully we can provide a distraction from everything that's going on. So thank you again, Thomas and Laura. It's been great speaking to you guys, as always. And we'll keep in touch. Definitely. (laughs) See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you